Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of What's the Point podcast here at Waypoint Church. I'm Pastor Lawrence, and I'm excited to have some amazing guests with me. Um, I'm going to ask them to go around the room and introduce themselves first. I'm Susan Carter. And I'm Susan's husband, Jeff. I'm Beth Trigar. And I'm Beth's husband, Eddie. Well, for those of you who are listening, we just went around and actually started sharing our favorite Christmas jokes. And so I'm going to start off by asking everybody what their favorite Christmas joke is so that you guys can have jokes to share with your family when you go travel and see them. Lawrence, what's your favorite Christmas joke? Ooh, my favorite Christmas joke is this. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? Does it smell like carrots in here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are the elves' favorite kind of music? What? Rap. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Uh, You're welcome, everybody listening. Guys, today's uh, episode of What's the Point, basically, we're going to be focusing on the meaning of Christmas. We're going to talk about traditions that you have in your house and also some holiday hacks, kind of like one of those, you know, bits of advice that kind of would help us have a smoother, better Christmas. So we think, actually, it never works out that way, right? But maybe maybe you guys can offer some good wisdom to other people, and I would love to hear and learn from some amazing um, couples in our church. So our people want to hear some of these um, traditions and holiday hacks we have. So the first question I want to ask is this. What are some old traditions that you guys practice during the Christmas holidays? Maybe traditions that have been passed on. Maybe from generation to generation, even if it's just one generation. What are some old traditions that you kind of love holding on to or you've experienced? Um, So I have one. Um, This is Beth. And um, about a week or two before Christmas as kids, my parents would pull out the nativity scene and we would um, help them set it up and talk about the characters and what their role was in the Christmas story. Um, And then my mom let us, um, they were (laughs) non-breakable, thankfully, Um, but she let us play with them. And um, so it was, as a kid, I remember just holding the different characters and how meaningful that was to me, that it was more than just sitting on a table as decoration or on the shelf. Um, but it was something that I got to interact with and play with. Um, and then we would take the characters and we would put Mary and Joseph in um, one corner of the room and we put the wise men in another corner of the room. And um, as we got closer to Christmas, we would move the characters closer to the nativity. Um, and it was it was almost like uh, a little game for my brother and I to see where how close they would get and, and where they were headed for the next day. Um, and then when we got home from church on Christmas Eve, my dad would sit on the couch and we'd turn off all the lights um, except for one candle and he would read us the Christmas story. Um, from the Bible, and my brother would sit with flashlights, and we would, when we heard um, different characters like the shepherds or the um, Mary and Joseph mentioned in the story, we would we would shine our flashlight on the characters. So it was all darkness, but um, we were in charge of listening as kids. Um, that gave us a job that was important um, to highlight those those characters. Um, and I always remembered my favorite part was when the heavenly host appeared because we'd plug in the Christmas tree. And when you're sitting in a dark room and the tree comes on, it is overwhelmingly bright and you have to squint at it. And so it made us feel like the shepherds. Um, and so that was that was meaningful and that's something that we've passed on and, and kept doing with our kids. Wow. I think we can stop there. That's really good. <laughs> I that love that. really good. And I'm um, doing that now this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to start now with the grandkids. Yeah. That's no, that's so good. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And so that started with your parents, Beth? 
Mm-hmm. That's so good. You guys are doing it now. Yep, and we do it with our kids too. Oh, and, I love that. And there's another one too. Um, I've I've been in Beth's family for almost 20 years now, so this is something that they always did, and now we do it with our kids. Um, the last gift for each person of Christmas, he would hide them somewhere, and there would be riddles, and usually they were rhyming or had, uh, you know jokes and references in them, and we would have to go around and find the final gift. And uh, so the scavenger hunt has also become a Trigar tradition. Wow, so we have a flashlight, dark light show of, of the nativity scene, and then we have a last present uh, scavenger hunt almost. I love it. There's a, okay, I'm doing both. <laughs> That's great. And I, and I just um, want to say that we... We didn't do anything that quite quite that cool. That is very cool. We, we haven't done that. I love that, though. But I also want to offer the the uh, idea that if you try this, Lawrence, like with your kids, and it's a bust, it's okay. That's right. Um, because the scavenger hunt, we, we were big on that for Easter and different events. So one Easter, we did a scavenger hunt for your Easter basket. And um, actually, that's not what it was. We did another. We did do it for an Easter basket. That's a story I won't explain. But it was another another situation where we did sort of this family night activity. Did a scavenger hunt to find the treasure, and the treasure was God's word. Well, that is not what a child expects when they go on a scavenger hunt. So when they found the treasure, and it was a Bible in the fireplace, they're like, "What?" So, and so. <laughs> They were very disappointed. So I want parents to understand that these ideas are great, and I think we should all do them. And sometimes the kids might go, you know, like that's not so great, and other times, but they will never forget it. I mean, you know, they will never forget these things, even if at the moment they don't act all that excited about it or like, you know, oh, we're so spiritual, you know. So I love, I, I think that is a fabulous idea. I hope everybody in our church does that idea because I think that is great. And the other thing that's great about that is getting the kids to participate. You know, they, they have to pay attention because they got to be ready to shine the light. Your parents were very clever. Very clever. Yeah, that I'm was, that, that was That's a really move. good. Yes, yes, very good. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I love, I love what you just shared, Susan, about <laughs> cool treasure chat. God's words are treasure. They're like no candy, no <laughs> yeah. money, no toys. I mean, they, they didn't actually believe it. They were like, what, where's the next clue? Oh, they, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Is it in the Bible? Come on. That's what they did. They're like, oh, this isn't it. Though. But what's the next clue? And we're like, this is it. And they're like, ah. And they start crying. <laughs> I love it to trial and error. Trial and error. I love it. I love it. What about you guys? Any traditions that you guys have had? We had an advent calendar that we use, which is a lot of people have that. But we actually made one. Uh, a coworker of mine made one for us, and that kind of gave us the idea to do that for some friends of ours. So we made one for a lot of our friends that had children our age. And then we liked it so much we made one for ourselves because we liked it better than the one that was, uh, that was given to us. So, um, And I, our kids are now using that um, concept, I guess, for their little kids too. So. Uh, I guess it, it, it stuck. So that's kind of cool when you see the tradition carried on when it doesn't have to be. So can I make a little plug here? Please, please. <clears throat> Along the Advent calendar uh, idea, there's a new concept called Advent Blocks. You can search for that online. It's actually created by a couple of Summit pastors, um, and it is extremely cool and simple and 
very spiritually sound because it comes with a little book and you read a little devotional every day, turn the block around to see the image that illustrates whatever the devotional is about. I think they're the greatest thing. So I, I highly recommend those. Very cool. I, um, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a little jealous. So um, growing up, my parents, I think they never cared about Christmas, but they never understood Christmas really. Like it was a very American holiday for them and they never had any Christmas traditions. So it wasn't a big deal at all. So they had no traditions themselves. So growing up, we really never had any Christmas mm-hmm. traditions. Mm-hmm. We never went through an advent calendar. Mm-hmm. We never mm-hmm. had advent pieces. I remember one year I convinced my dad to put up Christmas lights and he hated me because I made him do it. And we kept him up for like till June. You know, <laughs> they never took him down, you know? So we never really had um, any of these traditions. So for me, like I long for traditions because we never got to experience them. And so for me and Gina, I'm like, okay, I'm listening to all your ideas because I really want to establish, I want my grandkids to say, look at that tradition we started because something that I never got to have for holidays. So for me, I'm like, oh, I want traditions so bad. So I love hearing these ideas. So thank you guys so much for that. What about any new traditions? Like for me and Gina, that's what we're doing. We're creating all of our new traditions. Other that we've been has given to us, we're creating new ones. Have you guys created any traditions for your immediate family? And how did you implement them? Have they stuck around? How long have they stuck around? Or are they sticking around? Um, we've, as the kids have gotten older, we've tried some and, and some have failed. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, um, one that was a really cool idea, but I don't think we'll do it again, was um, wrapping up 12 books that have to do about Christmas. And then they open uh, one uh, for the 12 days of Christmas leading up to Christmas. Um, that can get pricey. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's also a busy time of year, so I don't think that we'll do that anymore. But when they were younger, that was a, that was a fun thing to sit down and do. Um, we like to decorate a gingerbread house. The boys are old enough now they can um, each do their own, so that's a fun competition. One um, tradition that I really liked, a friend of ours told us about um, what kill two birds with one stone we were looking at the kids' closet and there were so many toys before Christmas we realized they didn't play with. And um, we wanted them to kind of clean them out and and just straighten things up and get rid of things they didn't play with anymore. And so a friend of ours told us that um, you should encourage your kids to recycle their Christmas presents or recycle their old toys. So what we did a couple days before Christmas is we would bag them up, the toys that they didn't want anymore, and we put them under the Christmas tree. Santa could take them with him um, back to his workshop, recycle them, and remake them new and give them to other kids. So that worked out super well. Um, Santa took them to our local thrift store, and um, they were. They were repurposed for other people. So, um, yeah, that was one thing we, we still try to do, clean out. <laughs> yeah, that's another cool idea. Another <laughs> good idea. Man, that. <laughs> I know. I will say, along kind of along that line, when our kids were little, the church we were in at the time um, had, um, what did we call them? Yeah, there were families that our church sort of supported uh, routinely, like throughout the year. Um, and we got connected with them through, um, I don't remember how we got connected to them. But anyway, we got connected to a lady um, named Miss um, Rosa. Rosa. <laughs> we loved her. Um, we did love her. And so Miss Rosa was an older woman who was probably in her 70s when we met her. Um, she lived alone. And so she and another family um, who had some children, they all lived in the same neighborhood, downtown Durham. And so we 
um, started, we would take them Christmas presents. We would take them food at Thanksgiving. We didn't take Miss Rosa turkey because she didn't like turkey. So we took her ham. That's what she wanted was ham. So we learned, you know, over time um, <clears throat> what she liked and what the other family liked. And so that be that became traditional for us. Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had trips over to Miss Rosa's and to um, the other family and um, and took the things that we had bought for them or made for them or whatever and so our kids have good memories of that which is similar to the the I've forgotten all about see you do these things sometimes and you just don't think about it because it's just what you do you don't think about it as something that is traditional but we did that until Miss Rosa passed away um, and then the other family we still keep in touch with a little bit um, of course those kids are grown up and they've had kids and it's you know but um, so that's something that our kids I think remember well was doing that one mm -hmm. thing I think that um, did for our kids was kind of took the, the uh, focus off themselves I think at Christmas especially with kids you know um, it's a lot about kids but at the same time you don't want them to start thinking it's all about me um, and uh, you know the whole commercial side of Christmas and all of that so um, by reaching out to people who don't have as much or you know kind of keeping those uh, other people in mind um, I think that was maybe um, subconsciously helpful for them uh, to kind of remember okay there are other people who um, are in need at this time of year or, or all, all year um, and Christmas is a good, good time to, to um, express that that's good and i know it's more than just subconscious that's a very intentional um act that you guys did to help remind your children of what it's really about um that's something that me and gina started with um with josiah and hudson is that we started always choosing what's our family thing that we're going to do this christmas whether we want to serve and love people and uh we discovered uh, early on that josiah loved hanging out with um older people just love senior citizens. So we actually did, um, this is the first one we did was about five years ago, uh, four years ago. We went to the nursing home right down the street from here, and Josiah was in heaven. He was just singing Christmas carols and singing songs and hugging. So we invited more people with us next year. So we've done it three years in a row where Josiah was just in heaven. We couldn't do it last year because of COVID. Uh, and so, but that was something that we just love to do. What's our mission? Kind of what's our project as a family that we get to do and invite other families to do it with us. So that's kind of one of our, I guess, our new traditions. Our other one is we love, I don't like, like, I was, growing up, I always noticed how, so my parents never did this, that always changed their decorations based on seasons. You know, like, you know, like, it's spring, switch it out. Fall, switch it out. Christmas, switch it out. And I always, always thought that was like a, I was just going to, this is just reality. I'm just this is how I thought of it, right? I was, I was like, it's such a white thing, you know. <laughs> like that's what I thought, you know. I was like, Asians aren't doing that, you know. <laughs> and so when Gina and I got married, Gina like was like that was for her. That was like something she aspired to. She wanted a house that did that, and so that's actually what we do now. Is so after Thanksgiving when we get uh, wherever we go for Thanksgiving, whatever we do, kind of like that Saturday or Sunday, we go and we buy a tree together. And we play, put on Christmas music and literally just redo our whole house, get it ready for Christmas. So we change out the soap and the wreath and the table stuff. And we do the, we, very much like a, a Southern White House. We, <laughs> it's, a tradition. it's a tradition now, yeah. And so uh, we love it. And that's one of our, one of our favorite new traditions. I, the thing I think is cool about that is it's, um, it's a practical tradition. Uh, it, it's, um, it's something that you would normally do anyway, but, and you might not even think of it as a tra tradition. But it is in the sense that it's part of what you do in that routine um, 
and it's sort of ingrained in what you do. So. And as much as I'm like, she's like, Lawrence, go to the attic and get all this stuff. I'm like, ugh. But it's, it's just one of those things. As soon as the Christmas music gets turned on and the Christmas tree is set up, we're like, aw. And then you start putting the ornaments on and the kids help you. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So one of the next topics of question I want to ask is I know you guys. I, know, I bet you guys have some. People have these what we call holiday hacks. You know, like these – um, ways to make the holidays easier, maybe some fun or cool or uh, innovative ideas that can help you, you know, make things more focused on the kids. Like some of the what ideas you already shared was very much holiday hacks, you know, but ways to do presents or the ways to do parties or the ways to do everything that's happening, just some good holiday hacks or tricks that you guys might have that you guys do so that can bless the rest of our people. Do you have any and what are they? So I'll jump in. Um we like to give themed gifts at Christmas. So when we like go to Florida, we've got my grandmother's there and my parents and my aunt and uncle and my brother. And so this year's theme is all local stuff. So we got some of Belinda's soap that she's making and we've got some Chapel Hill toffee and just some things that are local to this area. And we make a little basket for everyone. Um, in the past we did, um, we did like Omaha steaks for everyone and, and like a, a meat theme. Um, what are some other themes we've done? Um, we did a breakfast theme with That's all right. um, breakfast types of foods and like coffee and danishes and that sort of thing. So it, it's, it simplifies things because then you kind of know what you're buying and then each family gets a little taste of, you know, whatever the theme is. It's like Oprah's favorite things. except yeah. it's it's like, <laughs> I love that. Um, because, uh, like, I know one, one year we did, um, or I did, <laughs> you know, now everybody has the LED light bulbs, right? But there was a time when those were phasing in, and they were expensive, and so everybody got a light bulb for Christmas. You know, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. You get this fancy light bulb because nobody had the fancy light bulbs. But, but what you're talking about are consumable gifts, and those are the best kind because then you're not giving somebody something they've got to dust or they've got to figure out where are we going to put it or it doesn't fit me or it's not my style. I don't like the color. I mean, that is one, that was going to be one of my tips was that um, get something consumable because then even if they don't like Omaha steaks, I don't know why they wouldn't, but if they didn't, they can give it to somebody else. They eat it and it's done, you know, but it's not hanging around and they're thinking, oh, I need to get rid of it because they gave it to me. So I like that idea. That's good. Yeah, that was going to be one of mine. Yeah. Hack. I like that. <clears throat> we don't, this is not really a hack. I think a lot of people do this, but we trade names in our family because at some point the family gets large enough that it gets to be uh, a burden really to go shopping um, or to even online to try to figure out what am I going to get this person. Uh, and it can become a financial burden too. So it, it kind of takes the emphasis again off of the commercial side of the holiday um, and puts it back on, okay, what's the real meaning here? You know, it's not just about swapping gifts. Um, yeah. So no, that's a good one. Well, we do something similar. We, we actually just say just for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get each other like the siblings. Get, we don't get each other presents. That's we just, actually what we do now. We used to draw <laughs> names, but we don't now. We just yeah. do the kids. Yeah. Yeah. We just say get the kids a present because, you know, this brother has three kids. This sister has one kid. But we just like just get the kids presents and forget about us. I don't. I don't. I don't need a present from my sibling. You know. So that's what we do. We just give the kids presents. Yeah. And another thing we've done is we've tried to find ways that we can spend time with our family. And so we'll do things like we're we're having a photo shoot with my family mm-hmm. over like Thanksgiving. Give a photo package. Um, so so that you know we all have the pictures. Um, we've done zipline 
excursions, you know, as experiences so that you're spending time with the person. And again, it's not something that you have to store and keep up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did, uh, what was that, Clued Up, a mystery, like all around Durham. There were clues, and it's a company that comes into town every couple times a year. And um, yeah, you go around the city and solve clues, and it's just a fun way to spend time together. If you have outdoorsy people, um, you can. Concerts, we've done concert, concert tickets. Uh, if they're foodies, there's mushroom foraging in Asheville. You can learn how to forage for mushrooms and then which ones will you can eat. Um, or axing, that's, uh, that's popular. Or fishing, you could, you could charter you know, fishing and go out fishing together. Just um, you know, something that you probably wouldn't do on your own, but would be fun you know, to spend time with everybody in your family. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. I'll, I'll give you a not-so-great idea one year. Um, we... Uh, for extended family on Jeff's side, we gave everybody a card that um, said we had made a donation to a particular ministry in their name. And you got to be careful with that. I would have never thought, um, but you have to be careful. And that didn't go over real well. It's kind of like the Word of God being a treasure. Exactly, exactly. So we will teach you all the things not to do. Um, and uh, anyway, so, you know, that's something that I thought, well, you know, but you, you just got to gotta be it. careful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to another question I just have to ask. What are some Christmas fails or holiday fails that you might have had or have experienced? Yeah, so holiday fails. I know I'm putting you, this wasn't the question I asked you guys ahead of time, but putting you on the spot. Maybe I'll go first. Uh, a holiday fail um, that you can think of. I'm trying to think of one also off the top of my head when I said I go first, but I can't think of one right now. <laughs> if you have one, please go ahead. I'll think of one. I think I think a holiday fail, like me personally, is trying to pack too much in. Um, I remember one year we. I mean, we had back-to-back things one Saturday, all Christmas-themed, and they were all awesome. And um, we were getting ready to go through uh, a drive-through live nativity, and one of my kids threw up all over the backseat of the car. And as I was scrubbing it up, I kept thinking, well, how can we still go to this? Which is ridiculous, because I just (laughs) had a child throw up, um, and we needed to stay home. But sometimes, like, I can find myself getting sucked into this there's so my so many fun things to do, and I don't want to miss out. Um, when in reality, I need to quiet my heart um, because I get wrapped up in it, and if I'm wrapped up in, in it and distracted, certainly my kids will be too. <laughs> so um, you know, just just slowing down. Um, friends of ours make sure that sometime in the holiday season they take a date night, or it could be a date morning, and it's just a time for the two of them without their kids to reconnect and. Um, get their hearts right together going into Christmas. And I'd like to start that. I think that's a wise, a wise thing to do. And I think that's good to not get too upset when it doesn't pan out like you want it to because it's easy to think, well, this is the one time a year and now you've thrown up and we can't go to the whatever. And it's easy to let that fr- be frustrating. Um, we took two of the grandkids, it might have been two years ago, to look at Christmas lights. And I thought it would be fun to have hot hot chocolate in the car I had you know cups that had lids and everything well should have left the hot chocolate out because it it got spilled and it was messy and then I got it on my clothes and you know but but we still anyway we continued we saw the lights it was great but it would Susan at some point in history would have thought forget it it's not gonna work it's all over because we've spilled the hot chocolate and let's just go home but we just continued and it was great and we took them home dirty but 
It's okay. Uh, I got a bad one. So <laughs> I uh, got Gina her Christmas present early one year. Right? I, I'm, I, I'm a notorious for that, by the way. I can't wait till actual Christmas to give the present to them. So, you know, I'm like, here, as soon as I have it, I'm like, I gotta give it to Gina right away. So I'm notorious. And Gina's notorious for wanting, not, not wanting to be surprised. She just wants it right away too, right? So it's no big deal, right? But I gave Gina her present early. But I didn't think about on, on Christmas morning that she's not gonna open anything with just our family doing our Christmas, because we were gonna go somewhere else for Christmas, you know? And so all the kids, she got me all these things for me to open, even though she got me her present early, she got me a, a little, little things to open then, so just so I can open something. But I didn't think about getting her something to open, <laughs> so I was like, I got her a present, I don't understand. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad thinking on my part. I should have thought, wrap something up. <laughs> so when we were first married, um, I used to be good about like, listening and and figuring out what Beth wanted before she told me and so like I remember in July she said at one point I always wanted a leather jacket and my parents never got me one and I bought her a leather jacket in July and put it away and I was so excited and uh, the first couple of Christmases I was really good about that it, it kind of fallen off the wagon but uh, there was there was one year where I knew she wanted these certain earrings and she wanted these designer sunglasses and I got them all and I was ready and she went out with some friends a couple of weeks before Christmas and the last thing she said before she left the house was I don't know if you've gotten me anything for Christmas yet but all I really want this year is a vegetable garden and she left the house and so I spent the weekend digging a garden <laughs> and it was amazing and a lot of things to return to the store right <laughs> Yeah, Jeff did that once. Uh, well, he's done it a number of years, taking note throughout the year of things that I've said I wanted. So one year, I got a pile of, I, I can't even remember what the things were, but just odd things like a vegetable peeler or um, a Rolodex. A Rolodex. <laughs> and I just remember opening it thinking, why did you give me this? And he said, well, back in March, you said you wanted a Rolodex. I'm like, I did? <laughs> so it was like a whole bunch of random things. It was so funny. She's probably like, I would like it in March. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, the number one thing that I want us to close with and I want us to really kind of focus in on is – we know how hard it is during the Christmas season, busyness, family, uh, materialism, presents, all this stuff going on. How do we keep our families focused on what Christmas is all about? What do you guys do um, to help make sure your family stays grounded, stays focused on what it's really about and remembers what it's really about? So we, we buy our kids four things for Christmas and you're going to have to remember. Remind me. It's something to wear, something they need, something they want, something they want, something to read. and something to read. So, so they get four things from us. Now, the grandparents always go overboard, but we try to keep it simple. And um, you know, it's not about the presents. So that's one way we try to work on that. So I would say one way to try to keep that from being the main focus, the financial part, is <clears throat> decide how much you want to spend each year for Christmas divide that by 12 and put that money aside every month and then when you get down to Christmas time you don't have to stress about the money because you've already decided and you have it ready to spend um, and then you can you can spend that uh, happily you know you can do it without feeling like oh it's such a burden because now I've got to pay off this credit card and what have you and I think that that can take take that component away so that you can focus more on, I get to give this gift and I can do it cheerfully because I set the money aside to do so and I can enjoy the spirit of giving to people. 
because of what Christ gave to me. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I think that that's sort of a way to reduce the stress so that you can focus more on what is Christmas about. It's about Christ coming to, to save us from our sins, something we couldn't do for ourselves. <clears throat> One thing that we have done, I don't know that it's every year necessarily, but and so it wouldn't really even be a tradition, but we have had a birthday cake on Christmas morning um, and sung happy birthday to Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's more for the kids to kind of get back to what you were saying, to remember, oh, that's right, this is, this is a birthday we're celebrating. It's not, you know, a holiday based on Santa Claus or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's good. Yeah, I like the singing birthday to Jesus. That's what we do on Christmas Day. It's calling kids to happy birthday. It's just I love singing happy birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. No, yeah, we do. We sing happy birthday to Jesus. That's a, that's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were given an advent calendar that had, um, and maybe this is the like the one you guys were describing that had little bits in it. And um, so one year I wrote down different kind of Christmas activities. And some were just silly and fun, but some were, were focused on Christ and um, and just interspersing them together and showing the kids like living life and, and a life full of joy doesn't have to be like one or the other, you know, like like the. So like for instance, one night we we pulled out give to the Salvation Army. So we went and found a salary person and put money in, you know. Another and, day was like have a Christmas dance party. Yeah. Um. So, and but just but teaching your kids that like to be a Christian and having joy and, um, and and sharing that joy is not a, it's not an either or kind of thing. You know, it's not like Jesus has to be the serious part, and then there's Santa. You know, and then they're torn, and they're like, which one are we? You know, we <laughs> we can we can have joy and and enjoy the the you know traditions and and silly things about Christmas because we're grounded and because we, um, our, our ultimate joy comes from Christ. And so, um, you know, having those conversations, like giving the Salvation Army, it just sounds like, oh, well, you could do that, you know, anytime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but it opens up conversations to have with kids too. Um, like why, why, and where did that start and why is it important kind of thing. Um, and something I found as older is um, the Christmas music I listen to. I, I really like the Casting Crowns Christmas album. Um, I like Handel's Messiah. I listen to Less Mariah Carey uh, at Christmas time. <laughs> that helps keep me grounded. All the Trigars are happy about that. <laughs> I gotta say, I like it. I got a little bit still. <laughs> no, I think for me, I think the going back to the group project that we do together that helps us. I think being in the church. You know, doing the the children's lessons in church ministry, doing the Advent calendar together as a church, really focuses our whole community into what this is about. You know, and so um, I love Christmas Eve service at Waypoint Church. I love the the candlelight at the end. I love the kids always doing something cute and fun, and we get to celebrate together. I do, I mean, ultimately for me, it's it's about family. Christmas, not ultimately. Part of the beautiful thing about Christmas is family. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's about Jesus. But <laughs> uh, I love being able to do the celebrations as a family. And so to me, I, that's a beautiful element of doing the church body together to do these celebrations of, of, of Christmas season. I love it. Any other um, advice, any words of advice you want to give to maybe to some of these newly married people or young people with young kids um, any advice that you would give to the fa- some of the families in our church as they enter into this Christmas season? One thing that I would say is don't put too much pressure on yourself to come up with traditions <clears throat> because it seems like 
even in this podcast, it seems like, you know, we, people would be thinking, oh, I need to come up with traditions. I need to do some of these that I've heard or, you know, um, build on that somehow. Uh, I don't have any traditions. What's wrong with me? Um, and I don't think that, you know, we've, we've done different things over the years. Some things have stuck, some things haven't, some things have worked, some things haven't. Um, and it's not, you can almost lose the focus about what Christmas is really about because it's about the traditions. You know, you pull out your traditions and you go through your whole list of traditions and you got to get them all in before Christmas. And, you know, that can be, that can be just as misguiding as, uh, you know, commercializing it or anything That's else. That's a good mm-hmm. word. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the idea of not putting so much pressure. I think, I don't know why we do this to ourselves. Right? We overschedule, we put so much pressure, have to have the perfect looking Christmas with the right food looking the correct way, the tree looking the right and everything. I'm like, why do we have to put so much pressure on ourselves? Jesus was born in a manger. You know, it was humble beginnings, humble origins. It wasn't a perfect setting, right? So we don't have to always have a perfect setting. Don't get me wrong, I'm not faulting anybody that wants a beautiful, perfect setting. I'm just saying, take the pressure off. Your kids are going to know that you love Jesus. You know, you're in the church, you're in the Word. They're going to get it. Don't, don't think that your kids are going to be ruined forever because you didn't do the right Advent blocks or the right, right. whatever, the right Advent calendar. Right. They're going to be okay. Your right. kids will be fine. Right? right? Am, I, am I right? Your kids yeah. are going to be fine? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, I think we do, I think for some strange reason, there's a lot of guilt and pressure mm-hmm. when come mm-hmm. Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And if I can tell you anything in Waypoint Church, you don't need guilt and pressure during the season. Right. You know, as a matter of fact, he came so that guilt is no longer ours. Right. He right. came so that he can carry the burdens and the weight, mm-hmm. and we can cast all our cares and anxieties upon him, mm-hmm. and he gives us peace. Mm-hmm. So during this season, I wish you peace, mm-hmm. and I wish that you can cast your cares and burdens upon Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. Any last mm-hmm. words? Amen. Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas, Merry everyone, Christmas. and thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I hope, you, um, hope it was edifying for you and hope it encouraged you. And if you have any questions from these wonderful people, I'm sure they'd love to hear from you guys via email or whatever. And uh, if you want to ask Beth to put together um, uh, <laughs> a plan of attack of some of these things or some of her ideas, I, I, I think I I'll be. I <laughs> I'm already planning on it myself. So, uh, Well, we love you guys. I hope you have a great, great day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.